0: This week in Casual Watch Talk, we discuss the latest limited edition from Hodinkee. G-Shock released a new sports watch. We'll talk about the other watch that went to the moon. And then we'll talk about what makes an authentic watch. Welcome to Casual Watch Talk. You're joined by Sam and Chris. How have you been, Chris?
1: Excellent. How's it going?
0: Good, good. Yes.
1: You had a uh, great uh, live stream over the uh, over the weekend.
0: Yeah, very good live stream on vintage watches, so definitely check that out if you're interested or even curious about vintage watches. Did you uh, did you manage to catch it live, Chris? A little bit,
1: a little bit. I caught a little bit of it. It was good. Some uh, some great discussion.
0: It was very interesting, I would say, because we went into vintage Seiko, into vintage Hamilton, where to research vintage watches, where to get advice from. So definitely check it out. I'll leave a link in the description down below. We've got a few news stories to cover this week, and then we're going to dive into a main topic. We're bringing back the main topics, and that's going to be all around what makes an authentic watch or an authentic watch background story. So we'll go from there. But before we kick it off, should we do a wristwatch check, Chris? Do you wanna yes. go first?
1: I'm excited. I'm excited. This is a this is a watch obsession turned wristwatch check. Wow. So, is this is uh, the first time. Yeah. So I have picked it up. I picked up the Christopher Ward C sixty five chronograph. If it will focus. It focused before. We'll give it a second for you to insert a picture of it.
0: Yeah, it's beautiful, isn't it? Oh, thank you. So we've got both got Christopher Ward's
1: yeah, in the space of so, two months. I, yeah, so uh, all right. So first of all, let's uh, let's back up a little bit. A little transparency. This is my own money. I purchased this with my own money. I was not sponsored. This is not a sponsorship deal. Even though we are both wearing, I believe, Christopher Ward today. Yeah. So uh, yeah. So had my eye on this one for a while. Uh, longtime listeners of the channel and uh, folks over in the Facebook group will know that this was definitely on my short list. And that 25% off sale, I, I just, I, it just got me. It hooked me. I looked at what you had had a conversation. We were talking about, uh, Christopher Ward last, last week, last couple of weeks. And I just went back and I said, if that sale is still going on and that thing was just sitting there calling my name. So, first impression, it's, absolutely just uh, Sam when you say it like it's it's interesting because you you prefaced it a couple of times you're like listen I'm I don't I don't mean to make this sound this way but like as far as value for brand this is this is I'm over the moon with this I'm astounded with this because it is a mechanical automatic chronograph sapphire case back uh screw down crown 150 meter water resistant the finishing on it is amazing uh the shipping from the uk super fast so i ordered this watch last tuesday yeah and i received it on friday I, I i how are they doing i don't even know how they like dhl express right
0: yeah it's amazing how they do it as well and it's not a light box either i mean you get right. some weight in that box
1: <laughs> yeah yeah no it's got the uh, it's got the monolith monolith, wooden, bamboo, you know, uh, pull-out case, so it's got, yeah, it's got some heft to it. Um, I got it, I got it on the, I bought it on the bracelet, and I picked up the blue rubber strap, because the blue is sort of matches, and I didn't want to do what I did with some other watches where thinking like, oh, I'll pick up the rubber strap later, and then you don't. (laughs) So, got that right out of the way. Um, and I was nervous about setting the bracelet. You had told me it was a, it's a pin and collar system. It's, it's, it's similar to Seiko and it is a, that it is a pin and collar system, but the collar is in the center of the lug for mine. So, so you need one of the, so, uh, one of those tools that pushes out the, the pins was all I really needed. Um, And then I'm halfway through sizing up the bracelet and I panic because there aren't any half links. So they're all full size links. They're all the same. And I was like, "Uh uh Oh, what do I, what do no half links? What do I do? Luckily I put it back on my wrist and it fits snug. And I was thinking like, all right, I'm going to be a little disappointed when it gets warm out and you know, or I'm working on something. But then I found the micro-adjust on the back. I mean, this little guy with, like, infinite little adjustments. Yeah,
0: because it's about another 5 mil or something adjustment, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I think
1: it is. I think it is. Like, because it, it can go all the way. This is it. It just snaps with the – it can pop all the – it's tough to see on this. But you can see that that gap there that it, like, opens up. Uh, and just it, I, w- I moved it out one click, and it went from fitting well to fitting perfectly.
0: Because it is a diver's extension on the clasp. The other good thing they've done with it is it's not massive. Because that's the problem, isn't it? And it's not it's not one of those where it it's very thin that expands, but it's very thin. They've done a they've done an excellent job. Yeah. with Yeah, yeah. It, it feels
1: like yeah, it feels. Right, it feels more like a micro adjustment than a diver's extension, but it will extend a bunch. Um, and yeah, you are absolutely right. Much more than the the typical like uh, pressed folded clasp sort of diver's extension that we're used to, like with the Seiko Turtle, you know, where it just kind of folds out. And uh, so, yeah, first impressions are like, I am, I am, I am, I am loving it. I am loving it. It looks, it looks great. Uh, I got the the wife noticed it christine noticed it and so so she was like oh that's blue that's nice i was like yay (laughs) that's all we want that's all the watch guys want we just want you to to say it looks good (laughs) that
0: particular one when i was interviewing mike i think one of the first times about how proud they were that they've made that design Mm. and yeah i'm wearing my same christopher ward and i've not taken it off since i've owned it now before i know people are going to comment but they're not going to change the name. Right. Like, they're not going to change the name, no, and it's, it's on fine. the dial. That's, and yep. if you if you can't get past it, mm-hmm. it's a real shame. Honestly, it's a shame because this is great value for money. Watches probably the best value Swiss watch I've ever reviewed. i will be so bold as to say.
1: I think even not on sale. I mean, so like I had uh, there was the, uh, someone in our Facebook group just you know asked like was it a it, whether it was didn't know it was a mechanical thought it, you know maybe a Mecca quartz. And it was like, no, it's, it's like mechanical, but for that price for Swiss, I put it on the time grapher, it's, I, I tested it last night. I think it's plus one. Wow. I just, I'm uh, absolutely like, I'm stoked. So yeah, again, I know a little, it sounds like a an ad and it sounds a little gushy and I'll totally admit it. Yeah. The, the two of us wearing Christopher Ward watches and and purchasing them within what a month, maybe two months, you know, uh, I, yeah, I totally know how that looks, but hey, I'm gonna give it to them because they're it's yeah, it's I yeah, it's great. I'm I'm totally honeymoon and and we'll talk more about uh, maybe a uh, maybe a one watch challenge. So, but we'll talk more about that later in the show. Cool.
0: Well, yeah. No, thanks for sharing that. Well, let's dive into our first news story of the day and. It, I feel like it's been a while since we've poked fun at Hodinkee, and maybe this isn't, we shouldn't poke fun at this one, but they've released a new limited edition, of course, completely sold out, another Oris 65. Now, mm-hmm. they've done an Oris 65 before. This one is special because it's got its 400 caliber movement in, so they're in-house movement. They've taken the date off, which I just, I'm just i just not down with. But yeah. What what do you think, well, of this, Chris? Well, what's
1: funny is, all right. So scroll down. So if you scroll down here, I found uh, a little further. A little further. Keep going. Yep, the shots of the outdoorsman. The 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 outdoorsman organic collaboration. All right, a little further. Keep going. Go to this next picture here. I I found this. I found this picture somewhat somewhat too ironic right so it's like look at it it's like oh it's it's a it's a dinky limited edition with the vintage logo and the countdown bezel You're like yeah countdown bezel is a dive it's a dive watch like of course it is 38 millimeter it has a four screen dial like it's, no date like these little labels on it i just found this so like is this supposed so ironic like are you making fun of this right now <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's funny because it, it, the date is pointing to where where the date wouldn't be anywhere. The date would be further In up here. Center, but, then, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no date isn't a feature of the watch. Neither right. is vintage logo. Right. Exactly. That's exactly. It should, yeah, it should be like, you know, the case dimension, stainless steel. Right. 100, uh, 100 meter water resistance.
1: Yeah, yeah. And then, so, yeah, and then this whole, like, advertisement with the... Uh, I'm a bit of a font typographic nerd, and uh, they're using they're using the font Cooper, and it's very like authentic camping logo. Like we're you know we're we're out in the wilderness, and you know this is this is legitimate business. So, you know, good for them for selling out on a thirty eight hundred dollar limited edition again once again. I guess. Yeah, I mean
0: we didn't we didn't have a hit or miss lined up for this week, but what do you? I mean. It's it's a fan mechanically. It's a fantastic watch. It looks stunning. We're only taking the Mick because it's a Hodinky limited edition. The Oris sixty five. You should absolutely buy one if you if you if you like the look of them.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's ex- yeah, exactly, exactly. I just yeah, I, I I don't know if that's you know again. I don't know if that's worth it for the. If you really want that one, it's real tough. As we always say, it's really tough to justify what you're gonna have to pay to pick up one of those on the gray market, because they're all sold out, if you really wanted it. You know, it's like, it's like, like many of the previous uh, Oris color dials that they've had. The,
0: the last one I liked a lot more with that faded out bezel. I, I don't know why they have to make it. There's zero reason to make, uh, other than a money grab, there's zero reason to make it limited edition because Oris have made this 65 for, at least the last five or six years, Hodinkee could just have these as regular watches on their website. There'll there'll be some BS that they say about well the dials are, and the vintage font. It's very hard to make them. It's 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 rubbish. They mm-hmm. are. It's just a, it's just a complete and utter cash grab because yeah. that sixty five yeah. is a great watch. I would speculate it's one of the yeah yeah and
1: ones. and this you know and this goes back you know we've we've had this you know this is the crux of the Hodinkee problem. You cannot simultaneously uh be a part of the community of the watch you know like like getting people excited about collecting and trading and discovering watches it's it's very dubious to be connected to that and then at the same time you have a sold out limited edition that is going for it easily a thousand dollars more than what the watch would be MSRP
0: and it's even more you know, it's—I don't know if it's to the uh, the right word—but when you think that they now are part of Crown and Crown and uh, Caliber, where they're reselling these watches, and you're telling me that one of these limited editions doesn't like accidentally end up on a pre-owned watch site that could be theirs?
1: How can you distance yourself from that? And it's very, it's very, it's very on the nose from Hodinky. We'll stop there.
0: <laughs> yeah, Hodinky do better. Well, going a little bit uh, more onto the affordable end, Chris, this uh, G-Shock really caught your eye, didn't it? What was, it did. Uh, what did you like about this? So one? this
1: is their this is sort of their new. They've moved into this like new high dot matrix screen. So the old style G-Shock, the the time is like a fixed set of uh, LCD numerals, whereas here it's like it's like almost a little LCD screen and so you can see it yeah in larger format and you can see different different data i i like the new look i like the new sort of like the new digit of the font the font that's for the digit we're we're continuing with my my yeah, it reminded
0: f- me of the old uh, the, the original nokia phones
1: yeah like easy to read nice and nice and large uh, it looks um modern fresh a product of its time I think it's cool.
0: Well, let's uh, dive on to our next story. And this one, I didn't realize that they'd done this version. I know that they've they've re-released this watch before, this Bulliver. I always found that one slightly too big. Although everyone that I ever known that's owned that Bulliver, the original, what's designed from the Moonwatch, absolutely loved them. So maybe it's worth giving them a go. But what's, uh, what caught your eye about this one?
1: I guess the headline there says it. You know, it's the, it's the other Moonwatch. So the backstory on this is this was one of the other watches that went to the moon, but we didn't find out about it until a little later. Um, and then Bulova then celebrated the, the fact that it's the other moon watch. This is this is their take on a sort of anniversary right. of, of their of their moon landing moon watch.
0: Yeah, and it sold for one point six million that original it looks like here. Oh,
1: it's a pretty good price. Yes, yeah, it's a good watch. Yeah. I wonder
0: what size this is because I always found that that recreation that they did. I, I'm sure it's the same case, but I always found that re- um, recreation that they did just slightly on the larger size. It would yeah. be good if they had actually recreated this for a similar, if they had lovingly recreated it from the original. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so this, this one, again, limited edition, 5,000 pieces. Mm-hmm. Just shy of a thousand dollars, which I think you can get the normal ones, can't you, for I think the four hundred price range? Yeah, pretty
1: reasonable. Yeah, pretty reasonable price. But it is a uh it is a quartz, and they've sort of stuck with that. I don't I don't think that they've reissued that in a mechanical, but I might it's entirely possible in the fifty years I might be wrong on that.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think that they've done it. So this is, it looks like it's a pre-order now mm. on there. So, yeah, it's got some... Yeah. Oh, oh if,
1: you, uh, yeah, if you scroll up, you can see the... Oh, there's the other one. There's yeah. the other
0: one that I've been talking about. Yeah. So they are slightly... Are they slightly different? Oh, no, it's just that it's gold, but yeah. the dial looks to be the same orientation, probably using the same, that high-frequency quartz movement that mm-hmm. they have.
1: Mm-hmm. And if you scroll up, you get the little more of the, uh, the history detail there. It says... Uh, way up uh, there, you go right there. What was this, August second? Okay, so ah, uh, okay, so right, so they went up on Apollo fifteen. So wasn't the first, but it is a moon watch, obviously. Um, I was getting my, I was thinking of many other many other Apollo. So many, <laughs> so many uh, Apollo astronauts brought their own everything. <laughs> so we've got like a handful of like many many lost uh gemini apollo and nasa um you know stuff that has been in the space really you know capturing our imagination so interesting to point out 995 you know special edition certainly not uh as expensive or pricey as the original first watch on the moon but uh something to uh whet the appetite of uh of the space collectors out there
0: we'll dive into our main topic but before we do that again we are sponsored by chrono 24 if you're interested in selling a watch they do that great buyer protection you can store your own watch collection on there as well which is really cool and see how your overall collection is trending against the market that's a really handy feature that they've got they have a a watch scanner tool as well they also have virtual showrooms they have the global shipping. They have that great escrow service where you, the buyer transfers money to you and it stays in escrow or you transfer money via escrow if you're buying a watch. Great selection of new, used and pre-owned and also vintage watches as well. So a big thanks to Chrono24 for again sponsoring the show here. So Chris, you mentioned last year and you reminded me of this and I can't believe it was a year ago. But this time last year... We did a an important challenge, didn't we? So do you want that's to take right. anyone through it that's not familiar? Yeah,
1: yeah. So so last year, well, I just checked with the Facebook group, and it, and last year September, we we had a get together in October. So September, uh, we did a one watch challenge, and so uh, easy rules: one wristwatch for a month, and you can change the strap as many times as you want. You don't, you know, you can take it off like you would normally take it off. It's not like a it's not like a die-hard challenge nothing you know there's no it's not an iron man it's not like the wristwatch iron man you know you gotta, you gotta swim with it you gotta swim a mile you gotta do 20 miles on the bike you know no don't do that um and uh may, maybe i don't know if i'll participate but but maybe 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 it'll just be casual so we'll see uh if you're if you guys are interested
0: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so this time last year, we did a, a One Watch Challenge for the whole of September and then we culminated at the end by everyone that took part in it or the majority of people that took part in it joined Chris and I on, it wasn't a live stream at that that time, but it probably will be a live stream this time yeah. and just yeah. talked about the experiences and there were some cool, really cool stories as yeah. well. So yeah, we'll put a little post on the Facebook group. We'll do a little poll, see who's interested in doing it. And yep. then we'll do a one wristwatch for a month challenge, and I think a lot of people got a lot of value out of it. There were some cool stories, but some people got. It's yeah, it made me rethink about my collection.
1: It, yeah, same here. I mean, we we kind of had a, a gamut of the stories, and it'll be interesting to see what we get again. You know, what we get this year, but uh, definitely a lot of. Uh, it felt it felt very fitting for the pandemic too because i feel like i feel like a lot of the stuff during the pandemic you uh because you're around it all the time you either instantly you either like will love it or you'll just like i hate to say this but like a lot of a lot of relationships struggle you know pandemic and like i feel like if there was something wrong, you're definitely going to figure it out. And so if you take a one watch challenge, you take you take 30 days with a watch and, and we heard the stories, uh, if it can survive that long, <laughs> you know, then you really know, like, this is definitely part of the collection or the honeymoon is over and maybe it's time to move on to something else.
0: <laughs> so let us know over on the Facebook group. And now, Chris, we haven't done a main topic for a while have we but i think this is a really good one and this is one that you came up with wasn't it yeah
1: yeah i um i was thinking about this the other day i i don't know where i caught this term but it what i want to talk about is the authentic experience is as it relates to watch brands, as it relates to the hobby of watch collection, collecting, as it relates to the use of these tools and sort of how we, you know, whether it's design, how we feel about them. Um, my wife and I went away. We we had a little vacation time up in wine country and I had an, an interesting experience that I want to tell you about. We went to a winery that we had visited probably five, six years ago. And this is, I'm not going to say the brand, but um, in Paso Robles, there is a winery that, that kind of started it all. There's like two or three that like started it all and then started it all like 30 years ago. So this brand has been around since the beginning. And during during the time in the past five years, a company bought it and then sold it and then another company bought it. So we were kind of like two companies in, okay? And this is like a this is like an original family-owned winery, um had a certain charm, had a certain uh, you know, presence and we pull in and we are greeted by a bank of Tesla chargers. We're like, "Okay, all right. All right, good." I mean, like, you know, save the planet, you know, electric cars, cool, right? Fine. And then we are greeted by this like what i can only describe is like a robocop style font you know like like from the 24th century of this old winery and i'm like what what is going on here and we go in and everything is stainless steel and hip and there is beats are playing and it is it is like there's a there's a giant uh, macbook you know, uh, you know, uh, iMac pro. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the desk. And I mean, just everything is like, we've got the, we've got the power wall, we've got the hip, you know, music playing. And the experience was just 180 degrees from what it had been four or five years ago. The person giving the tastings comes over now this winery, you know, they make some great red wines. They make some great dessert wines now they're talking about like, oh, you have to try our white wine. And we're like, okay, you you guys make a white wine? I'm like, oh yeah, well, we don't make it. We, we get the grapes from someplace else. And I was like, oh, okay. And, and really the key comes down to, if the marketing department is making the decisions for your brand and not the winemaker and not the watchmaker all it loses all authenticity. Right? And and I started to think about the parallels between the brands that we see that are now starting, you know, that are like that are hyped on on Instagram. We talked about this, you know, the brands that are showing up out of nowhere, where it's like, oh, you know, we've got we 've got a sports watch we've got a chrono we've got a dive watch we've got a field watch you want a, you want a dress watch we got one of those too we got a moon phase and you're just like okay okay you've checked all the boxes you have the Chardonnay the white wine the red wine the bordeaux the the cab you're like you're just checking all the boxes but like what are you good at like what what is the experience here that you're trying to like portray and what is the my question to you Sam is what are some of the brands that give you that feel of an authentic experience where you feel like the watchmaker was actually involved or or that the brand actually cares about maybe something that it's passionate about in other in other areas
0: this is a really interesting one and it links funnily enough into last week's show where we talked about the Panerai where they offered that limited edition watch but it came with that extreme sports experience Mm. Mm -hmm. where it was kind of tying you with a an experience that (laughs) to marry to kind of marry you to the watch and whether that Mm. I know we had a conversation at the time about I think we even talked on the live stream about it as well but is that is the watch more authentic to you because of experiences you've brought to it the chance things that have happened through life that you then associate with wearing the watch at the time or can it be hacked can it be faked like panerai mm-hmm. did where they offer you the experience with the the wine so it may be similar to to the with the white wine situation where it's like well this is you here for the experience and here's the wine and whereas you're not mm-hmm. getting perhaps the authenticity of mm-hmm. we really we really went back and understood how to make white wine. And the reason you've not heard about it is because we've been growing the, the vines take five years to mature or what well. mm-hmm. I mean, I'm making this up. I don't know much about wine, yeah, but no, know but it. No, excellent. To, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. To, to,
0: for the vines to mature and, and so on. Whereas, and and you're right. It's interesting to think which brands you feel like, cause all even new brands, I think struggle with this idea that there has mm-hmm. to be a story, doesn't there? There has to be an angle, to Mm -hmm. to the watch, especially micro brands. I know struggle with this. I I got emailed one this week where I won't say the name of the brand, but they had this English backstory, and Mm -hmm. they emailed me with a review. And I replied back to them, said, "I don't mean to be funnier with you, but is this true? Are you an English brand?" And it was Mm. funny because the they replied back to me and said, "We get asked this all the time." honestly mm-hmm. we we assemble the watches we've always been a british brand we assemble the mm. watches in england but yeah mm-hmm. you're right we get asked about it because there's a lot of these um it, you know i won't sing a lot like age but the singapore and places like that where you'll get emails from china where there's this really dubious backstory where they're trying to mm-hmm. add authenticity to it or a history right. to it right yeah basically um, any yeah.
1: any picture of a field watch on a land rover <laughs> it's like you know you're like you're quite you're like all right well is is it a you know yeah you're well, trying yeah. to add a backstory yeah
0: and you're totally right that, that reminds me of like uh i don't own a Farah watch but i would th- i think a Farah as being quite authentic to their roots because oh, yeah they follow yeah. that story through there's that other watch which i've not I, i've never seen one in person but i feel like they've got authentic backstory which is that oak and oscar okay with the the gentleman that's um it's him and his his, the Mm -hmm. dog i think it's named after i was having to think about this when you mention it and i guess thinking of the big brands who do i feel have authentic or history backstory Mm -hmm. to them and honestly i think first off i'll give one example of one that i do and one that i think doesn't or sort of doesn't but the one i think does is brightling okay i think brightling has not only a history but it's a very interesting history that i don't think they make enough of a song and dance about where mm-hmm. breitling himself was flying watches over over mm-hmm. from germany to the allied forces at mm-hmm. risk to his own life if the nazi did nazis had caught him
1: mm-hmm. you know that
0: was a that was he probably would have been shot on the spot and breitling mm-hmm. itself never would have and mm-hmm. the whole idea of then later his son taking over and the Navitimer, I feel like that's an old And maybe this, you know, we've had TJ on the show where he's talked about, well, not all military pilots wear brightlings and not all. yeah it, it, But it, it still has that association with me, that history. I think that's yeah. quite true to the brand.
1: And, and, you know, you pointed something out, and I'm interested to see what your second one is, but you pointed something out. The connection that they make between that authenticity and modern day. So I, I think for a brand like Breitling, that gets, that can be hard. So we give, we give Omega, um, you know, we, we, we chastise them for leaning in hard to the Moonwatch stuff. But that is, I got to give it to them. That is the best way for them to maintain that connection between their past authentic experience and today's watches from a, from a marketing standpoint, I kind of feel like Breitling lost its way a little bit in, in maybe five years ago where they were, they were throwing designs up and they were kind of thing, you know, this sort of thing. And I think recently um, they have sort of refocused their designs. They've refocused their, their uh, connection to sport. They've refocused their connection to uh, aeronautics um so almost almost harder for the older brands to do but but they kind of get a pass like you said where, where you where when you're a new brand you need that story
0: i totally agree with you and and my example of one that has a great history but i feel like that you're probably going to guess which one so and i'm talking about tag because tag tag was a made parts for racing cars i think it's technologies haven't garde mm-hmm. or something it, it yep, stands yep, for yeah for the f1 yeah for f1 for the f1 cars and they bought hoya now obviously mm-hmm. there's an argument that they probably bought hoya cuz hoya might have gone under but hoya mm-hmm. had a lot of that racing history all of the mm-hmm. uh, hodinky actually you know to give them a bit of praise did a great article on the vintage hoyas like the monaco was a hoya watch the mm-hmm. one that steve mcqueen wore was a hoya watch mm-hmm. whereas tag I think I think they're getting it right now because they're putting mm-hmm. Hoyer on the brand. But for a long time, I felt that they were very unauthentic in how they mm-hmm. were using the history yeah. of Hoyer
1: mm-hmm.
0: to promote watches that either Hoyer wouldn't have made or mm-hmm. they made... The, especially, you know, my thing with the, the, the ridiculous overuse of Steve McQueen's image mm-hmm. where Steve McQueen never wore a Hoyer. The memory of Steve McQueen being kept alive is you know, is, is a, a fantastic thing. But the way they did it constantly mm-hmm. in the marketing, it was mm-hmm. almost... And and that was based on a film anyway. It wasn't where it went to space or anything. So I feel like... I mean, I think Tag are getting it right now. Some of their re-editions, although some of them are way overpriced. But mm-hmm. I felt for a long time, they were... And all that that stuff in the 90s where they were putting Seiko movies <laughs> and stuff. I, fe- I feel like they were inauthentic at that time the way they used it. Right. Yeah, think they're getting right. better now. But Chris is there any like what do you think what is there a main brand that you think has an authentic history and then perhaps one that doesn't like a a big brand maybe.
1: So, yeah, so let's play I mean, so I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here and even with with a brand that I really like. So, let's you know, so let's talk about Bell & Ross. So, Bell & Ross is a brand from the 90s, right? And so they they have a sort of a design principle and the, in order to get um, established as an authentic tool watch manufacturer, they partnered with Zinn. Um, so that, I mean, and a lot of people just kind of say that as like a footnote where they're like, oh, you know, they they partnered with Zen and they had them build their watches. It's like, no, they, they did an internship. Uh, you know, the, 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 those guys were there in the factory doing an internship with with helmets in. And that was that was a partnership where they were going to spin off and et cetera, et cetera. So add some authenticity to it, but but they don't have necessarily like a, you know, this was the pilot's watch that was worn in, you know, in this war or, you know, and and probably probably a good thing not to to try to celebrate that, you know. But um uh interesting to see how they did it. I can definitely see how someone would look at them, and if you know, you know, if you look at a brand like Hoyer, if you look at a brand um, like Tudor, like Breitling, and then you you go over to Bell and Ross, you say, you know, do we did we put anything in the space? Did we do we have anything on Mount Everest? Uh, are we the you know the fastest? Are we the tallest? This sort of stuff. Um, Maybe not with those experiences, but uh, interesting to see how they've sort of pulled it off as a as a brand um, to kind of make you feel like these are now uh, watches that the uh, French Air Force wear. They're doing special editions for the for the Air Force. They do us. They do a bunch of watches um, similar to Zinn with the uh, with the rescue divers, with the helicopter, with the. Um, not the not the navy but the um uh national guard sort of uh sort of folks so that's one that's what's that's kind of interesting to me to just to to kind of think about and another one that we should definitely talk about I think of a new brand that just came up uh Bayer. and when you were talking about um uh, make- you know the movements and and this sort of thing. I think one of the best things, and we mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, one of the best things that Vayer could have done is they just they just did that video where they were just showing like the assembly, where just it, it was just like this no audio video of them like assembling the watches, and it I think it's super boosted their connection, authentic. Like look, look, this is this is us making these, you know, like this is this is us in, we have real watchmakers. Hand assembling these in the United States. Yes, they're made from these other parts, but we're putting them together here. This this kind of thing, to me, makes me feel like, okay, this is, I'm getting something authentic. And and I'll, again, I'll tie it down to, I know these guys, like, I know the, the watchmakers are making the decisions as, you know, as they move through it. As much as you know, as much as everything is like marketing and hype, this sort of thing. But boy, I look at I look at the like four or five brands that we talked about, and I look at some of these other, you know, Asian, but not necessarily any any. I mean, from any place, these these Instagram brands, I'll call them. I won't even they're not even tied to a location because I've seen them from from Australia. I've seen them from uh, the UK um uh, germany etc these these instagram brands that just they pop up i've never heard the name of them and they're like oh this is, this is amazing and it's like again the you know the picture of the dive watch and it's down at depth and you're like you're supposed to feel like oh it's it's an really authentic experience but it just it makes me feel absolutely like it's just vaporware it's just empty
0: echo your point on Veya because the two guys Ryan and Reagan that set that up. They're striving to bring watchmaking home to America. They're they're trying to get... Same with Dave at Detroit Mint, Zao Baltimore, Alan at Zao Baltimore. They're all trying to bring this idea that American watchmaking... So I I feel like they're creating the next stage of authentic history. Nicholas over at Fears as well. Oh yeah, he's he's recreated a a brand that his ancestors created that brand holds a lot of authenticity to me yeah. because it has and it, you're right you don't necessarily have to have history that goes back hundreds of years mm-hmm. you just have to have that a- authentic story behind why you started it or your example of zinn you know they mm-hmm. is only a few years old but they're already mm-hmm. creating their kind of authentic history and you're right there's a lot of brands that Kind of force this idea of uh, like force a history onto the watches, or they force this kind of romance. And I'm sure we're gonna get comments on the video. Well, I may go. It was a marketing ploy for them to get the watch into space, but the watch was fully tested, and it went there. It did its, it did its space thing.
1: and they weren't the only I mean they wasn't the only company that send in watches to have Yeah. I mean there's you know, there's, there's there's there was a couple there was a couple of couple of people that wanted to manufacture those. And certainly they got the the uh the call there. Um no and and, and yeah, like I said, for as much guff as we maybe give them to like, uh, oh, moon watch, oh again with the moon watch, you know, it's just cause I I I think it I think maybe that, you know, that really validates it. I wonder if I don't want this to be a recipe for brands to become authentic. Yeah. But I think of there. I've had an experience. And again, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it out back over to the winery. I had an experience with uh, a winery where it was a small winery, and the winemaker happened to be there. And the winemaker's behind the counter, and we're we're doing a tasting. And he comes over and he's like, anybody want to try the Tempranillo? And we're like, okay, but like, what does that mean? Like that he's going to, and he like goes out to the barrel, right? And pours off like four glasses for everybody to try the Tempranillo. And you're like, and, and so we're talking about like, we pulled it from the backside. We didn't like what, what the, what the grapes were doing on the West side. So we trimmed them down and then we went over to the East side and we got some stuff from here and then we mixed this in. And then we were talking about putting a case of wine together and he's like, you know, well, what do you guys want to do? Like, we can get some of these, some of these, some of these. And I ha- and I just had the wherewithal to be like, and if you, if you do this, like, like at sushi restaurants or like, or like good, like five star restaurants where you're like, you're the chef, you're the winemaker, you're the watchmaker, what do you suggest? And he goes around and he literally is like, well, you tried this and you like this. This is drinking really good. This is good. This is good. And proceeds to put a case together. And it's like, you can't, you can't sell this. You can't market this. It's so, it's that authentic, the person that is producing it has a hand in it. And it, and I just, I just don't think it can be faked with fancy pictures of your watch on a Land Rover and a fancy name that sounds like it's from Britain it's gotta be. It's gotta be the real thing.
0: Yeah, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. It must be difficult, especially for micro brands, to create that o- authentic kind of experience where th- they have this backstory. I think some of them should just be honest. Like, hey, I yeah. was a real big watch fan. I had a passion for for these type of watches, mm-hmm. and I just thought I could do a better job at it instead of yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I feel. I mean, I feel like when we've had uh, Dave from Detroit Mint on. I mean, you know, here's here's the watchmaker saying, well, I picked this movement, you know, and I'm putting this in and I'm regulating this. And so, and so for the, and, and we're always uh, surprised at the, at the sort of the price point, you know, to, to get into that, to get into a, a truly, you know, he's, he's putting them together. He's, he's got his hands on them, So, super super low are you know entry level price point stuff soup you know that that's why we call it out when we see that so i i think that full circle you know from from the big brands that have had those sort of major milestones whether it's you know Rolex on Everest or down in the deep sea or Omega on the moon or, you know, the various, uh, the various other large established brands, Breitling, Tudor, yeah, uh, Hoyer, you know, Heuer, et cetera, et cetera. You know, you've got all the way sort of down to, um, you know, your, your other luxury brands that just started. And then, which I can, you know, I can think like, I feel like, I feel like Bremont leans in a little too hard, but but they are definitely, I mean, I think one of their watches, the one that they do with the ejection seat, I I, I mean, that story is, I mean, like just to tell people. So if you're not familiar, uh, Sam will find a picture of it. But basically, uh, this watch only comes with a certain color uh, bezel on it, and you can't get the red bezel unless you have ejected from an airplane. And so that that sort of stuff you know that that adds to like this authenticity but but like when they try to when they try to push you know like h- hundreds of special editions you're like come on guys like what you know like you stretch that you're always stretching this this relationship between what the company wants to build that is authentic from their watchmakers and then what the marketing department has decided is important
0: yeah exactly and uh- Last question before we finish up here. Do you think watches that create the history based on films are authentic? Like do you think Omega's association with James Bond is authentic history because it's film history? I, I, I go back and That's forth. A good on question. This. Yeah, because yeah. those iconic watches from the um Oh, the Aliens watch we got wrong the other week, the F one hundred. Apologies, okay. Where I said, oh, wouldn't this watch be cool if it was associated with a film? And then loads of That's people right. were in the comments like, "Oh yeah, I know." I alien, saw that. Alien. You're
1: like, "Hello, you totally missed it." Yeah, yeah. yeah it was a little. <laughs> but, uh, a little uh,
0: yeah, I don't know. I'm a big movie fan, so I like those movie watches. But uh, it's yeah, not a- no, I
1: think, I think it's a great question, and I, I think if they, if if they just, I think it just it has to like some some actual just acknowledgement, you know. And I think Hamilton does a great job of this, you know, where they point out like, yep, yep. It was this watch in this movie. And, um, we made a, we made one that's as, as close to the movie watch as possible. And, you know, we, we, uh, celebrate that. Um, yeah, if it almost feels like a shortcut, but I think because it's in sort of pop culture, because it's in everyone's you know uh I, you know I think I think it's yeah maybe maybe it's a maybe it's a trick that's a great uh, that's a great question for uh, for the comments so definitely yeah does does that do those movie watches sort of uh, skip that and and give you an authentic experience even though they they just because they've been in a very very popular film
0: yeah, well guys, let us know in over on the Facebook group or in the comment section down below. This is a much bigger topic. We're just touching on it now. Maybe we can do even longer and maybe get some guests on who um you know who've, who've perhaps created watch brands and things like that. But as always, we really appreciate you listening and we'll see you next time on Casual Watch Talk. Thanks guys, bye.